chapter 3, verses 7 through 17. And that can be found on the screen as well and in your uh, bulletins. The Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, so that they may be known that I will be with you as I was with Moses. You are the one who shall command the priest who bear the Ark of the Covenant. When you come to the edge of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. Joshua then said to the Israelites, Draw near and hear the words of the Lord your God. Joshua said, By this you shall know that among you is the living God, who without fail will drive out from before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hevites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. The Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth is going to pass before you into the Jordan. So now select twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. When the soles of the feet of the priest to bear the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan flowing from above shall be cut off. They shall stand in the single heap when the people set out from their tents to cross over the Jordan, the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant were in front of the people. Now the Jordan overflows all of its banks throughout the time of the harvest. So when those who bore the Ark had come to the Jordan, and the priests of the feet bearing the Ark were dipped in the edge of the water, the waters flowing from above stood still, rising up in a single heap far off at Adam, the city that sits beside Zarethan while others flowing towards the Sea of Arabah, the Dead Sea, were wholly cut off. Then the people crossed over opposite Jericho. While all Israel were crossing over on the dry ground, the priest, excuse me, the priest who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan until the entire nation finished crossing over the Jordan. This is the word of God for the people of God. Lord Jesus, we thank you for those people who have been so near and dear to us as they have been examples of great faith. They have been examples of what it means to depend on you when we don't live a great faith in everything they do and don't do. They show us the way to your heart, to your throne, to your love. And today we come before you to say thank you to them all, your gift to us. In Jesus' name, amen. True story. It was during a summer morning in Andover, Ohio. Ray Blankenship was preparing his breakfast when he looked out his window at the drainage ditch that ran in front of his house. Now, it had been raining all night, and this was no spring rain. This was a deluge. It it just kept coming and coming and coming. It was full of water, the drainage ditch, from the rainstorm, and it was moving fast. 
To his horror, he saw a small girl being swept along in the rain-flooded ditch. Blankenship knew that farther downstream, the ditch disappeared under a road and emptied into the main culvert. If the girl was not out of the water before the culvert, there was little hope that she would survive. Well, he did what he thought he had to do. He ran. And he, he, he ran trying to get ahead of the floundering girl. He hurled himself into the, the churning water and amazingly was somehow able to grab the child's arm. With about three feet to spare, Mr. Blankenship grabbed a rock or a limb, he never knew which. And as the water battered the two of them, he had one thought, hang on until help arrives. By the time rescuers arrived, he had managed to get the frightened girl upon the bank to safety, and both of them were treated for shock, but they survived without serious injury. On April 12, 1989, Ray Blankenship was awarded the Coast Guard's Silver Life-Saving Medal. And if this isn't enough, the risk was greater than most people ever knew. You see, Ray Blankenship could not swim. We've all witnessed news reports of raging rivers with these huge, gigantic tree trunks that have been uprooted. And, and they're so large and they're moving so fast in the raging waters that they knock out bridges on the way. We've seen those reports. Cars being pushed miles away from where they started. And the water itself a roiling, bubbling cauldron. This is what the Jordan River looked like at this time of the year. This is what the priest faced when God said, step into the water. You want what? And they look at the water. Is that really you? You can imagine what a test of faith this was. The water hurtling by. They had to be thinking, why did I not become a shepherd like mother told me to? But this was a test of faith. You see, it's so easy to see this scene in our heads as the priests were walking into a child's waiting pool. Oh, it was just a calm day and there was nothing calm about that river. Nothing at all. They had to step out in faith before God would act. Today we celebrate those who had 
the courage to leap into the waters of baptism. Those who had the courage to take that first step, like the first step of a skydiver, like the first step of someone climbing a 2,000-foot-tall TV mast, and to bless them for the impact they made on our lives. Those who saw an empty lot and knew that was where they would build this church. Those who gave us a safe place to find God and learn the meaning of faith. Those who faced lions and all manner of persecutions, or even harder, those who faced Sunday school classes full of children, the soup kitchen workers, the prayers, the tithers, the encouragers, the prophets among us. Today, we remember and we celebrate the ways they gifted our lives. Fran, please come forward. And I ask all of us to please stand as we remember those recently departed to be with the Lord. <clears throat> 